Greetings to you from me, Father Emil. Yes, and welcome to As the Sun Sets. It's Friday, and it's a Friday, and uh, I hope that you're going to have a wonderful, restful weekend. Nice to be with you, and I wish you a wonderful, not just a prayerful, inspiring half hour with me, but a wonderful, restful weekend. Let's place ourselves in the presence of the Lord. Knowing that he's with us, even though the traffic is so heavy at the moment, let's begin by asking him to be with us, to inspire us, and to lead us. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Lord, heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. Psalm 40, a psalm which is a prayer in sickness. Happy the man who considers the poor and the weak. The Lord will save him in the day of evil, will guard him, give him life, make him happy in the land and will not give him up to the will of his foes. The Lord will help him on his bed of pain. He will bring him back from sickness to health. As for me, I said, Lord, have mercy on me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. My foes are speaking evil against me. How long before he dies and his name be forgotten? They come to visit me and speak empty words. Their hearts full of malice, they spread it abroad. My enemies whisper together against me. They all weigh up the evil which is on me. Some deadly thing has fastened upon him. He will not rise again from where he lies. Thus, even my friend, in whom I trusted, who ate my bread has turned against me. But you, O Lord, have mercy on me. Let, my, let me rise once more, and I will repay them. By this I shall know that you are my friend. If my foes do not shout in triumph over me, if you uphold me, I shall be unharmed and set in your presence forevermore. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from age to age. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lord, Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. God is for us a refuge and strength, a helper close at hand in time of distress. So we shall not fear, though the earth should rock, though the mountains fall into the depths of the sea, even though its waters rage and foam, even though the mountains be shaken by its waves. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. The waters of a river give joy to God's city, 
the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within, cannot be shaken. God will help it at the dawning of the day. Nations are in tumult, kingdoms are shaken. He lifts his voice and the earth shrinks away. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come, consider the works of the Lord, the redoubtable deeds he has done on the earth. He puts an end to wars over all the earth. The bow he breaks, the spear he snaps. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God, supreme among the nations, supreme on the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. All the peoples will come and adore you, Lord. Great and wonderful are your deeds, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the ages. Who shall not fear and glorify your name, O Lord? For you alone are holy. All nations shall come and worship you, for your judgments have been revealed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. All the peoples will come and adore you, Lord. Our Gospel reading this evening is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 5, verses 20 to 26. Jesus said to his disciples, If your virtue goes no deeper than that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. You've learned how it was said to our ancestors, you must not kill. And if anyone does kill, you must answer for it before the, the court. But I say this to you. Anyone who is angry with his brother will answer for it before the court. If a man calls his brother fool, he will answer for it before the Sanhedrin. And if a man calls him renegade, he will answer for it in hellfire. So then, if you are bringing your offering to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar, go and be reconciled with your brother first, and then come back and present your offering. 
come to terms with your opponent in good time while you are still on the way to the court with him. Or he may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer and you'll be thrown into prison. I tell you solemnly, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. So we continue on our pilgrimage through Lent. And today uh, we continue with the uh, really the Sermon on the Mountain and Jesus speaks very strong words. Matthew is writing to his uh, Christians, the Jewish people who had become, um, become Christians. You remember Mark was writing in the year 70s. And uh, Mark never mentions the word justice, but Matthew does. I think Matthew does it about seven times. He mentions the word justice. And today we hear Jesus speaking about this in the gospel today. You've learned how it was said of old, uh, if your virtue goes no deeper than that of the scribes, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. And, uh, and so he's encouraging his disciples. Mark is now, uh, Matthew is, I beg your pardon. Matthew is encouraging his disciples to, to go deeper than the kind of way of life that they were experiencing, that the scribes and the Pharisees were, were experiencing or that they were living. And Jesus says quite categorically, now you know how it was said of old, you mustn't kill and so on. But now he says, but I say to you. So he's really following on from the Old Testament, but bringing in a whole new perspective on things. He's saying, if you want to be part of the kingdom, then don't do like the scribes and the Pharisees, because they think that to be part of God's family, part of God's kingdom, if I can put it that way, they wouldn't have spoke about it like that. If you want to be part of God's family, then you must observe the laws. Observe all the laws of God. And if you do that, you'll be pleasing to God and God will reward you. So the law was, you shall not kill. You must honor your father and mother and all those sorts of things. So for the scribes and Pharisees, it was a literal observing of the law. And Jesus says, that's fine. But I say to you, don't just observe the law literally. Don't just not kill somebody with a gun or with a knife. But listen to what Jesus says. I say this to you, anyone who is angry with his brother will answer for it before the court. Hmm. So before you kill somebody, you must really be angry with that person. And Jesus says, it's the anger that's important here. Not just the outward killing, but it's what lies within. It's not just the word that you speak, but it's what lies in your heart that is so important. And then he speaks so beautifully here about if you have something against your brother or your brother has something against you. Notice the way Matthew puts it here. So then, if you are bringing your offering to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, somebody else has something against you, leave your gift at the altar. Go and be reconciled first 
In other words, your brother or your sister, somebody else has something against you. Don't wait for that person to approach you. You approach that person. Leave your offering at the altar. Go and be reconciled. What's Jesus talking about here? What he's saying is, to be part of his kingdom is not a question of observing the law, of just doing what the law tells us to do. But it's, it's being perfect as our heavenly Father is perfect. That the heavenly Father lives a life of justice towards us, and his justice, the justice of God towards us, is a justice of mercy, of forgiveness, of love. That's God's attitude towards us. And what we've got to try and live out in our lives is to emulate that justice, to emulate that love and that mercy and the forgiveness of God towards one another. That this is a mark of the kingdom, is that we live our lives where we show one another real down-to-earth love, mercy, and forgiveness. That's God's attitude towards us. And that's what Jesus is trying to say to us today. Look at the scribes and the Pharisees. They think that by observing all the laws, they're going to be pleasing to God. They never think of mercy. They never think of forgiveness. And Jesus, and Matthew's underlining this here today, is pointing out God's attitude towards us. And if we want to be part of God's reign, then we need to show that same love and mercy and forgiveness towards one another. There's something deeper about that, deeper than simply observing an outward law. So it's not just not killing or not shooting, but it's what lies deep within our hearts. If your brother has something against you, don't wait for him to come to you. You go to him and say, let's talk about this. What is the problem? And you know, that's very difficult. It's very difficult. I have people against me. And it's very difficult for me to go to them and to say, let's talk about this. And what's our attitude when, it, when we're in that kind of relationship? Well, we dismiss it or we, we just say, I'm not going to talk or I'm not going, to, um, I'm not going to do anything or respond. And Jesus is saying, no, go and respond. Go and say, let's talk about this. If he or she says, I'm not prepared to talk, well, you've done your bit. Say, I'm sorry. Show mercy, show understanding, show forgiveness. That's God's attitude towards us, and we need to show that towards one another. So, for Jesus, entry into the kingdom is not just a question of observing the laws, but it is of showing love and mercy and forgiveness. Matthew, writing to the converted Jews who have become part of the, of the, of the Christian community, the people of the way, he's writing to them because they were being plagued by the scribes and the Pharisees who were saying, you, my brothers, my brother Jews, you've become disciples of Jesus. You must observe the laws and so on. And Matthew is saying, he's, putting the, he's taking the incidents or the words from the life of Jesus and saying, it's not good enough just to observe the law. You need to show mercy and love and forgiveness. Now, isn't it interesting that in this day and age, our present Holy Father has kind of put a stamp on the church today. And that stamp is the stamp of mercy. The number of times he uses mercy, forgiveness. It's incredible. And so we need to mark the church with mercy and forgiveness. That's God's attitude towards us. 
and we need to say, to, say, to show the same attitude of love and mercy and forgiveness towards one another. Don't just rely on observing the outward law. Go much deeper. Go into your heart. See there sometimes the hatred that's there, the enmity between yourself and other people. See there the anger. See what, whatever it is that's deep inside you, not just the outward observance of a law. And so many people, there are so many people in the church today who believe we must observe the law. The law is so important. Jesus is saying, go a little bit deeper. Don't be angry with your brother or your sister. Show mercy, show forgiveness. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. He shows mercy and forgiveness. You do the same. I said, Lord, have mercy on me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. I said, Lord, have mercy on me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. I said, Lord, have mercy on me. If you're offering your gift at the altar, and you there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, Leave your offering there before the altar. Go and be reconciled with your brother first, and then come and present your offering. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children, forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. If you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your offering there before the altar. Go and be reconciled with your brother first, and then come and present your offering. Now let us pray to the Lord Jesus, who sanctified his people by his own blood. Lord, have mercy on your people. Christ our Redeemer, through your suffering, help us to mortify our bodies and stand firm in every trial. 
May we be ready to celebrate your rising from the dead. As prophets of God's kingdom, may Christians make you known throughout the world. And may they confirm their message by lives of faith, hope, and love. And Lord, give strength to the afflicted and give us the will to do everything to help and comfort them. Teach the faithful to be united with your passion in times of trouble and distress. And let the power of your salvation shine forth in their lives. And Lord, giver of life, remember those who have died. Grant them the glory of your resurrection. And once again, we pray the prayer for religious life, for consecrated life in this year, which is set aside for the consecrated life. Loving Creator, we thank you for the gift that religious life has been within our church and society. Help us to nurture this gift so that the congregations may continue to be a healing presence in our world. May we all respond to the realities of our times in ways that promote your reign now and in the future. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Bend our wills, Lord, so that by this Lenten observance we may fit ourselves to celebrate the Easter festival. And as we have all undertaken to subdue the body, may we all be renewed in spirit and we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. Now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always. I will never forget you, my people. I have carved you on the palm of my hand. I will never forget you. I will not leave you orphaned. I will never forget my own. Does a mother forget her baby? Or a the child within her womb. Yet even if these forget, yes, even if these forget, I will never forget my home. I will My people, 
will always give us confidence to continue into the future, even sometimes when we feel so very, very alone and isolated and marginalized. I will never forget you, says the Lord. So from me, Father Emil, I won't forget you either. Have a wonderful, restful weekend. From me, goodbye and God bless.